Welcome, everybody, to Time Out with Gladys and Ula. I'm Gladys. And I'm Ula. I'm so excited to have everybody here. And Ula, I'm excited to celebrate that we are currently in 10 countries around the world. How exciting is that? And how amazing is that? It's in, in less than a month, we are being listened to in 10 countries. That's crazy. It's amazing. And uh, for all of you listening, you would be flabbergasted to know that this all happened effortlessly, without resistance, <laughs> without sweating and tears and countless hours of planning. I think Ula and I have created a phenomenal podcast platform with the most fun ever. And this all relates to our topic today of how to play dead. So Ula, take it away. What are we going to talk about today? <laughs> I love that bridge. That's awesome. I didn't even think about that, but it definitely does. Um, so we have already established that being dead is fabulous, right? And yep. why being dead is fabulous is because once you move on from this, this body, you leave behind all your fears, your doubts, your um, anything negative, it just stays with your body it's it's gone it just vanishes and all you feel is love and joy and excitement so that's why we want to play dead because you can actually feel those same feelings here and it is even better when you are in physical body because when you are in your physical body, you actually expand and you can expand your surroundings. You can expand the world while you're here. When we're dead, we stay in that joy, but we don't expand. We need the bodies to expand the energy. Oh my God, honey. I love that. And it just, this sense of expansion is something that a lot of us in this world might not be tapped into because we're just going about our daily lives. But think about those moments when you have felt so much joy or surprise or synchronicity starts to happen for you effortlessly. Things line up for you without you needing to put effort in. That's for a form of expansion. And when that happens, we look around our world, everything seems brighter. I mean, think about when we're in love right? Like what happens when we're in love, right? Everything mm -hmm. looks more beautiful. The colors look crisper. We are able to let shit go more easily because we are in that expansive state. And Ula, I, you know, one thing that I wanted to um, ask you is for listeners that are new to us that might not have started with uh, episode one, can mm -hmm. you briefly share how you know what being dead is like and that amazing fabulousness of being on the quote unquote other side and how you know we can bring that into our life today. Yes, of course. So I have um, had what you call a near death experience, although Gladys calls it full death experience in my case. <laughs> so I was in a very uh, abusive uh, relationship for years when I was in my 20s. And um, that guy ended up strangling me to death and I was clinically dead for 20 minutes. So, and that's when I got to experience what death and quote unquote on the other side feels like that, mm. that, that makes me the, the, uh, expert, I guess. Yeah. 
<laughs> Honey, you are definitely the expert on death. Okay. Yes. You can clearly and confidently claim that title. Um, and also quick little insert there too. You also had stomach cancer at the same time, right? And mm-hmm. your stomach cancer disappeared within a week, was it? Or within days? It, uh, it, um, within the week, um, the the test where came came back completely negative and within the month they could not find and the doctors couldn't find any any trace of the cancer in my body that's freaking amazing this is what we call a miracle right and we don't have to die to experience these miracles this is exactly what what ul is sharing is we we are here to experience miraculous things in our lives to have that sense of expansion and to really embrace so much of the goodness that's waiting for us. But there's this one thing that constantly gets in our way and it's called resistance. Now, you might be thinking, no, no, Gladys, I'm not resisting becoming a billionaire. I'm not resisting finding my true love. I'm not resisting getting my dream job. I'm not resisting having a home in Mexico. But the reality is it's actually your energy that is resisting you being able to receive everything that you desire and more. So in order for you to get the most out of today's episode, I want to encourage you all to take a deep inhale right now, let it out, clear your brain. Okay. Because what we're going to be talking about may trigger you, especially if you've been accustomed to seeing the world through an external locus of control, which means that you believe things happen to you and you are helpless and you are dependent on your external state to determine how you will feel, how you will live. We're focusing on what we call an internal locus of control, okay? Really building up your internal locus of control so that you reclaim the power that you have to create that expansive, joyful life today. So let's let's dive into this resistance that uh, so many people are fighting against and why we why we have resistance so much to the things that we actually want. Yes, and I think the best way to start talking about this is, is like how we resist because we, like you said, no, I'm, I'm not going to resist being a billionaire, but why am I not a billionaire if I'm not resisting? So there is some sort of story that you are telling. And that's the reason you are resisting becoming a billionaire. Um, and we keep telling these old stories over and over and over again. Um, it, we learn things from our parents in school and from, from the news everywhere around us. We, we learn, we observe these things and we learn what we think is wrong and what is right. And we start creating this image of life, what it needs to be for us. And once we find something that, okay, I actually like that one better, but I'm still here. Why is that not coming to me? I'm still here and I want that, but why, why am I still here? And that's where you start justifying why you are still here. And by justifying why you're still in this situation, you are resisting the new that could come to you. Let's put that into context with an example so mm-hmm. that we can, we can make this real for folks. So let's, let's pick a topic. What, what would be an example of, something that a person may desire and feel that they're not resisting, but actually they're resisting through focusing on what they don't have. Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's take money. 
we said the uh, the billionaire thing and it's money is something that because it is such a constant in your life and you need it for so many things to live it it's always on our minds and here, here here's an example okay let's say that you you want to buy a new house um and you, you your bank account just doesn't justify it and you so you just keep telling this story of well i i ha- i have this kind of job and my kind of job does not allow that kind of house so there's nothing really I can do because I have this job and I can't do anything about the job. And I think I have this job because my mom told me that I need to learn these things so I can get this job. And so I I, I think it's my mom's fault that I'm still in this job and I can't have that house because I'm in this job. So see how the, the thought is just coming back to that one thing that you are justifying why you can have what you desire. Yeah. So our attention, and and often I think this is super unconscious, right? Like our attention goes on the what's in the gap. So here we are, right? Mm -hmm. We're we're living in a certain house, but we want to be in this other house, and then we focus on the gap in between, and and identify all the reasons that that gap is so huge, and then that house that we really want to buy. Actually, we push it further and further away because now we're focusing on the gap being bigger and bigger and bigger, even if that's not what we want. So I love that example, Ula. And, you know, for all of us, there's there's so much psychology around this too, right? Like, I think that's the beauty of Ula and I coming together because we've got these different experiences and also these shared experiences that combine so beautifully. And when we are in a situation where we... We want something in our lives, but our current state or our beliefs or our sense of self doesn't allow it. We will come up with all kinds of, for lack of a better word, excuses to justify Mm -hmm. why we don't have it. And that's exactly the stories that Ula pointed out. This is what we call a cognitive bias, right? Because we aren't comfortable taking ownership for, for the reasons that we, we aren't where we want to be in life. And this is what we call resistance, right? So what does death have to do with all of this? Okay. So (laughs) here's, here's a beautiful bridge is when, when we look at what death is like, and we've got Ula that has, has been on the other side, right? Number one, there is constant expansiveness. There, there is no limitation and resistance mm-hmm. and lack and sadness or sorrow, anything. It's just pure expansion and pure love. And in that state, go back to how you feel when you fall in love for the first time. You are feeling that pure expansion, that pure love, that pure beauty, that pure possibility. This is where solutions come to you effortlessly. So if we can learn to play dead, What we're doing is allowing ourselves an opportunity to dissolve our own resistance. We are shifting our focus from the gap that's keeping us from everything that we want and reinforcing why we're in our current state to looking at how that gap can effortlessly be closed. And all of a sudden, you are magically receiving what you desire. So, Honey, can you, let's go into like the energy around it, because I know it sounds really easy for us to say that, but what, 
I want us to talk more about the death part. Like, what do you feel having crossed over, right, and still being here on earth, looking at how you've navigated your own life? And I, you know, especially like this past year has been so fucking magical for you um, in so many ways. But it's not like you were sitting at a whiteboard planning out what your year was going to look like, right? Like, I mean, becoming an Oscar-nominated artist, becoming a a Guild Award-nominated artist, right? Like, having several things on your vision board, like, checked off, your wish list checked off. Tell us how you create this magic for yourself. Like, what are the practices that have been most valuable for you? I think the first thing that comes to mind is that we are not taught how to think purposely. We kind of, when we're born, we we learn that we have to think certain way of certain things. Uh, We learn to imitate the, the thoughts and ideas of our parents, but we do not learn to think purposely. And that's where the magic lies. When you start thinking purposely, when you wake up, you do your meditation, you, you quiet that chatter in your mind, and you allow pure source energy to come to you and you start getting little ideas. That's where you tap into the energy and you start thinking purposely, like, I want to feel this today and I want to see this today. Um, This is what my day will be like. And you get to the point where you really, really know that my day is going to be freaking amazing. You, and you just know it. And that, that is that the, it's not even a belief anymore. It's, it's deeper. It's a knowing. And when you have that knowing you just you just know and then things happen and it's amazing like we have a podcast <laughs> right <laughs> it just happened <laughs> literally it just happened we didn't even plan a launch date it just all of a sudden no. ula like texted me and she's like we're live i'm like what <laughs> which is so opposite of how we get trained. I mean, I'm, Mm -hmm. you know, no, I mean, I was a corporate executive, right? Like a very type A, very perfectionistic, getting a shitload of stuff done in as efficient in a way possible. But my entire life was planned. Everything was planned. And it's a different kind of focus when you talk about, um, you know, starting the day and knowing how to focus our thoughts and our attention, it's very different than the kind of planning that I think is um, that we're taught how to do, where we're we're like micromanaging every moment of our life. Mm-hmm. And so I, I really want to call this out because it's an important distinction. There's one that has an energy of lightness and flow and that expansiveness, the love, the possibility. It's a feeling, okay? The feeling yeah. that you have is actually opening you up to receiving everything that you want. And you, and then that's where you get the butterflies and the excitement. And there's like, you know, shots of energy going through your body. The other kind of planning that I'm talking about, pay attention to how you feel when you're doing it. Because when I was planning my week, when I was looking at my calendar back in my executive days, I didn't feel expansive and joyful or full of possibility. I felt constricted, stressed out, and not looking forward to another fucking crazy week of shit that I had to deal with. Right. So what we want to call out here is 
the importance of your emotional state in determining how you can gauge if you are in that space of energetically being receptive to receiving everything that you want versus energetically being shut down. And then you're fighting against yourself, which is called resistance. You're fighting mm-hmm. against this resistance that is actually being being uh, multiplied because your emotional state, your feeling state is not aligned with what you're actually wanting. Yes. And it is, um, again, your higher power, God, universe, angels, whatever you want to call it, it hears your feelings, not the words you speak. It hears your feelings. And that is what you attract because you can, you can be mad as hell. You can be sad. You can be you know, on the brink of suicide and put a smile on your face and say, everything's great. But that's not what God hears. The source hears your feelings. Mm. Honey, I love that so much. Like my heart just melted right now when you said that. Seriously, I think there's something so powerful about that, that God hears our feelings because that's our truth. Oh my God, Mm -hmm. I'm getting emotional, honey. Like this is so, it's, it's, yeah, like I could cry right now. Um, so interesting. You know what it brings up for me, honey? Just, I mean, and I, and I think it's knowing that so many people listening um, to our podcast are going to be reflecting on their losses in life. Yeah. So much of the reason that we have gotten to a point where we have resistance, where we are disconnected from that sense of joy, where we feel like it's so hard to to get to that state that we desire is because we have so many for lack of a better word unresolved losses we've got we have past heartache and those memories stay with us and to 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 know that god is listening to our feelings there's there's such acknowledgement in that that mm-hmm. we're not being ignored in life we're not being overlooked we're actually being listened to and we're being supported in whatever state we are currently in. And if we can give ourselves that luxury of paying attention to our emotions and honoring our feelings as they are in real time, right? And then nurturing them lovingly so that we can usher ourselves to that feeling state that we most desire, that is where the resistance starts to melt. And and God meets us there too in the same way, mm-hmm. but now we're not, we're not fighting and putting up all these blocks to really receiving everything that we desire and more. Yeah. And it's, it's, God is never against you. Never, ever, ever. The only person in your way is you. And it's simple as that. Oh, honey. So many tears. <laughs> This is why I love you, honey. You bring words from angels. (laughs) There's so much, I mean, there's seriously like so many directions that we could go in right now. And, um, you know, I, I always go back to, and as just the teacher in me, like, how do we, how do we give you those, those first steps to start with? And, um, this morning, honey, when I was doing my meditation, 
um, I noticed the the mind chatter was very high. And so I reminded myself, meditation isn't about mind chatter. It's just a chance yeah. to really give your mind a break, right? And it's becoming more palpable to me. Um, and then the mind chatter started again unconsciously. And I was reinforced um, what you just said, like reinforced and, and observing myself in my own chatter. And I then just opened my eyes and I just looked at the beauty around me. Um, you know, the flowers, the trees are blossoming here, which is lovely. It's, it's always gorgeous here in Baja. And I, I just focused on the beauty and that's when I could chill out a little mm. bit. And then I started to use my reset remedy and, and I'm finding honey, cause you, you've actually pointed it out that the reset remedy is a meditation. And I'm like, oh yeah, of course it is. I knew it was, but I didn't call it that. <laughs> um, <laughs> And I use it so often, um, but just even that, like I am safe, I'm secure, I'm protected, I'm loved, that started to just allow me to be quieter. And then I, and then for a few minutes, I could just be still, right? And so for all of us here, you know, a first step, number one, get the reset remedy if you haven't gotten it, and the link is in our show notes. Um, mm-hmm. Use it, practice it, right? It's, but more importantly, each morning, start start the day just by asking yourself, how am I feeling right now? And then you don't have to mull in it. Just identify the feeling. Don't right. mull yeah. in it, right? Like, no, oh, no. I feel like shit because this and that. And mm-hmm. then the mind chatter starts and then you start rehashing and then you start planning what you're going to say to the person that pissed you off and then what they're going to say. And then you start getting in defensive mm-hmm. mode and then your resistance is building. The gap is huge. How am I feeling today? How do I want to feel today? Mm-hmm. That's it, right? And then from there, be able to do something to chill your nervous system out so that your chances of getting there are 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 increased. Just observe how you feel. And you feel like your mind starts going into that negative space. Just stop yourself and say, I don't want to feel like that. And focus on something different. But it I I promise it just observing and noticing these things is huge because we are so used to living in that crazy chatter in our heads and creating these crazy conversations with people that never happen except in our minds and then we get upset about something that didn't actually happen because the 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 other person said this and that on my own mind so just observing and noticing those things is going to be a huge change for you and it's going to become it's going to get easier and easier from there yeah and i i mean i really i really want to support the easier and easier part you know we live in a society that tells us like you have to hustle you have to work hard you have to like the you know life is struggle and pain like yes there's going to be moments in life that are painful that that's part of um what we talked about in the past episode right that's part of how we expand we have contrast mm-hmm. But your ability to move through that becomes easier. And you guys, this is so critical, especially because we're going to have loss. You know, like this whole, this, everything that Ul and I are talking about, it centers around this core elephant in the room that we're calling out, which Mm -hmm. is death, right? That is the ultimate form of loss. But there are several forms of this death that we're fearing that happen every single day. And we're constantly focused on preventing that and avoiding that, that we actually create more of a gap um, of resistance. And if we 
the more that we start to accept that we will die and that dying only means that we are returning back to our original state of infiniteness, um, that then this is just a transitory moment. And we can actually bring in more of that celebration and joy and fun through this. And this all, you guys, it boils down to your willingness to receive. And Ul and I are going to be talking more about this um, in our upcoming episode that our ability to receive has become so impacted because of the world that we live in that we don't know how to receive. We don't know how to open up our energy to be in receptive mode. Um, and, you know, I, I wrote a five part series about this. This all starts with rest, like being able to give yourself permission to oh rest. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, Again, I can't really speak for any other countries, but in U.S., people are just so, so sleep deprived. It's crazy. Like people don't allow themselves to sleep Mm-mm. and we, 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 we need that rest. Yeah. I mean, my mom got three hours of sleep a night, barely for 17 mm-hmm. years. Right. So she was, she was ready to go. <laughs> She was like, thanks, God, right? Hallelujah, I get a rest forever now, right? But you can, that's partly why rest is my purpose because mm-hmm. rest is, it is sleeping well. I mean, I've slept a minimum of nine hours my entire life, but it's also creating a lifestyle um, centered around rest. You know, we wait for weekends to rest. We wait for vacation to rest. We wait for mm-hmm. the end of the day to rest with a glass of wine. That's not rest. That's putting your life on hold every single fucking day, right? I mean, imagine if you actually created a lifestyle that honored rest as your biggest priority because when you are in a rested state, you're in a receptive state. And when you're in a receptive state, you are in a flow state. And when you're in flow, synchronicities happen effortlessly. Ideas come to you magically. Everything lines up for you and, and it blows, it blows you the fuck away. And that's when you realize that miracles can happen here on earth all the time. I think it's safe to say we can end on that note. That was beautiful. All right, honey. Thank you, sweetie, for your beautiful words today. Thank you everybody for listening. And we look forward to next week's episode. You want to give a little little teaser what, what, of anything? Yes, let, let's, um, <laughs> let's reveal part of the title. Part of the title is right, it's wrong. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> you have no idea what the fuck that means. <laughs> but come next week, you'll find out. <laughs> right, it's wrong. <laughs> all right, we'll talk to you all next week. Bye. Bye.